RLC founder Dave Evans spends time with partners, clients, and friends in the USA talking about all things business. If you are an inspiring business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or a coach who wants real advice about what to do in business today and wants to hear frank conversations, then this is the show for you. Real life consultations, challenges, and ideas from all around the world. We hope you enjoy this episode of Consultivation. So welcome back to RLC Consultivations, and we have the fabulous uh, Doug Hostead with us today from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma State. Doug, welcome back. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. That's good to have you here. We have Mr. Consistent himself, Mr. Swick. The only time you're not with us is when you've taken yourself out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, everything's um, good. It's good to be with you. Well, I think it's a really important time, isn't it, um, today, December the 1st. And um, from your perspective, Doug, Eric, why do you think this, this day particularly is an important one? Well, I think it's important because it kind of signals the winding down of the year. And I usually spend time in December planning for the next year. And so I think it, that's why I feel it's important. That's how I approach it. I couldn't agree more. I think uh, it's important to get ready for a better year next year. This is an extremely odd one. I, I know it's going to be another difficult one next year, but at least we've had a little practice at it. And uh, I also like to plan for the next year, um, look at what has happened in the current year, things we can improve, ways we can get better, software we need to buy, software we need to get rid of, um, you know, all those types of things. Try to project what our numbers look like for next year so we know uh, what we can pay our team and what, what team members we need to add or change and things of that nature. So it's a good time to sit back and uh, reflect and then plan for the future. Yeah, you know, that's a good point I was going to make also is that I think it's important to reflect back because you want to look back at, you know, what did you set as goals for this year and what did you accomplish? What didn't you accomplish? I think so many times we get caught up in the negatives. You know, we talked about this, I think, a call or two ago. You know, it's like you do nine things right and you focus on the one thing you didn't do right. I think it's important to reflect back on your accomplishments and feel good about what you did get done for the year before you start looking forward. And if you, if you look at 2020 chaps, right, you know, and contrast it to 2019, and 2019 was the end of an era and the start of a new one. And, and, and this year was supposed to be this, you know, 2020 vision, you know, the year of hindsight. You can, you, you probably recall as well as I can, all the marketing cheese that was available at, yeah. at, the, at the turn of this year. Interest, interestingly, from an RLC perspective, uh, for some reason, we do really well in odd number of years. So I was also very happy for it to pass. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so for some reason, odd numbers, we do better. But um, I think there's been so much sandwiched into what people have had to go through. Um, it almost feels like passing out of December has that era feeling to it. So it's, it's like we've got to start this decade almost again, isn't it? Well, the good thing is it's easy to start 
you know, we're starting, we're going to 21, so that's going to be the first year. So it's just, just shift, ignore it, celebrate December 31st that it's over, and start and start afresh. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to capture that there a second because uh, I think I think you've highlighted Doug that the number gives gives us a clue, right? So we can, we can actually just take a look at the 2021 and realize you're right. It is the first year of the decade, even if it's not quite. It's actually it's still just about is. And and let's use this year ahead to do even better than what we thought was possible. Uh, I was talking to Debbie uh, earlier this week and we were talking about two very frankly annoying words that are pivotal I think to business growth and they are consistency and persistency and you know most people might think they from time to time they do it okay but you can understand can't you as to why they're also annoying um, because what if you don't now, what if you're not consistent? Uh, and I don't know if you saw the message I put out the other day, which was anyone who is completely inconsistent is consistently inconsistent. So they're only a flip of a coin away from straightening themselves out. Yeah. Does that make sense? Sure. So from your perspective, Eric and Doug, why is consistency first important? Well, I think it depends. Um, I think when you're talking about what your message is, and when I talk about a message, I think I'm talking about from a, a business perspective, what is your purpose? What is your why? I think you need to be consistent there. But at the same time, I think things evolve, right? So I, I often talk to clients about, you know, nothing's ever etched in stone. You know, there's so many things you look back in history and there's, there's these plaques that are in, etched in stone and it's like, no, things change. You know, you evolve, you grow, you learn more. But I think it's important to be, have a consistent message as a business, as a leader, as a team. Um, and it should be a consistent message to your customers, to your clients and to your internal group as well. What do you think, Doug? Well, I like what Eric said, but I looked at consistency in 2020 somewhat differently. Um, it seemed as if during the better part of the year, everything was falling apart. And, and um, every day that you tried to plan got shifted based on client or family needs. But being consistent, I think, helps move your business forward, even when things are going crazy and also i think this year was very helpful at least to me um it helped push through mental health issues you know the wear and tear that COVID had on everybody yeah. that it, um when you're consistent some days you don't feel like it but you just get up you do the same thing you do what you did the day before you plan you know you, you start your day the way you start the day you you go to work at the time you go to work um, and I didn't work from home, but I can see with a lot of my clients that were and my team members that were having the consistency of starting at a certain time, finishing at a certain time, meeting people at a certain day of the week, talking certain things over 
on a consistent basis really helped push through that mental stru uh, struggle that people were having. And so uh, I think consistency is important to business. I think consistency is important to your language. I think consistency is important to everything that you do in life, personally and business. Um, I do agree that you've got to be flexible because maybe your consistency needs to change because sometimes we're consistently wrong or consistently bad and uh, those habits need to go away. <laughs> but, uh, but I think consistent behavior helps us, um, particularly in a struggling year. And I, th I think that it's an interesting one, isn't it? I I'm just capturing what you said that Doug, sometimes we are consistently wrong or bad. And I'm sure none of us actually intend to do that. Yeah, if you think about the things that we all know we have to be consistent about, whether it's your mindset, wiring up your brain in the morning, putting your actual goals into action is a, it's a simple one. <laughs> you know, sitting there daydreaming forever and doing nothing means you've spent all your time daydreaming. So putting your goals into action consistently um, and, and knowing, Eric, you, you mentioned something from a few episodes ago, that nine-tenth rule, focusing on the one instead of the nine right. Yeah. You know, knowing what your nine right things are. So what are they? You know, uh, I remember working with a company where two people were arguing over their performance and, and the argument was taking place about yo-yoing. Perform one month, rubbish the next. Perform one month, rubbish the next. That's before you talk about that halfway through a month realizing they're not earning any commission and then they bomb out until they start the new one right so you can probably all relate to examples of that but the coaching question for me was always the same when you were at your best what were the things you were doing that you don't do when you're at half that level and there's usually a gap and it's so so there's a power in knowing what are the things that you should be uh consistent with now do you know what the word algorithm means, Doug or Eric? I know what one is, and I know that in math I can't write one. But <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think it is, Eric? Well, it's just a, a formula that will give you some kind of a result. Well, I've got a, I've got a definition here from all things that are true, right, which is the internet. Right, so I'm just going to dump into a banner. Right, so we've got this definition here, straight live from the interweb. And uh, it says, watch this. In fact, it's so long you can't write it all. <laughs> An algorithm is a set of instructions designed to perform a specific task. This can be a simple process, multiplying two numbers or a complex operation such as a compressed video film. But let's go to the first half of that. It's a set of instructions. Now, if we can make consistency a set of instructions, which therefore you turn it into an algorithm, let's put it, let's put it into sales for a minute, right? So you're selling door to door. Uh, there was a famous um, cleaning product, wasn't there, in America? Can you, do you remember? Yeah, the brush man. Yeah, and they, they knock every door, don't they, Eric, right? And they have a process that they're going to do relentlessly because they know if they knock 200 doors a day or 100 or 50, that they'll have so many conversations, so many people saying goodbye, so many people saying, ooh, a nose ago, that's exactly what I was looking for. 
even if it's for no reason whatsoever. It's a mathematical algorithm. Now, I'm not saying that we've got to build consistency in a mathematics way, right? What I'm saying is, what if you could do the same thing with your mental consistency, with your focus in your life consistently? You know, what, what could happen going into 2021, do you reckon? Yeah. Good answer, Eric. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you could. It could or should be better. So what's the difference between consistency, according to you chaps, and persistence? Well, consistency to me is doing this, doing things over and over again, kind of like Doug said, getting up every day and going to work. And that's consistency, being consistent, doing the same things. Persistence is saying, by God, I'm going to do this. I am going to get it done no matter what, no matter whether COVID gets in my way, whether, you know, I have, you know, two employees that walked in yesterday and said they're, they're leaving, you know, I'm still going to be persistent. I'm going to get these things done. Yeah, I see persistence as task related, you know, you have to be persistent about something. Consistency is, um, to me, more um, process related, you know, I'm going to consistently do something over and over and over because it's the right thing to do. Uh, things can be going well, things can go be going bad. Persistence to me usually means I'm trying to achieve a goal. I'm, 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 I am really, I'm pushing through a bad event in my life. I'm striving for a specific result in my life, something like that. I, it's very task oriented for me. It's interesting though, because depending on what the task is, you know, let's think about what's the opposite of what you're saying though. The opposite of what you're saying is, Inertia, putting things off. Um, Inpersistence, is there such a word? Inpersistence, right? You know, completely going, nah. What's that? What's that, Eric? That word, you asked if that word is such a word. I said it is now. Completely. It's it's, it's, an, it's a consultivation word right there, isn't it? Yeah. So we're going to talk about inpersistence, right? Um, Although what I like about that becoming a word is because you created the thought in my head, Eric, so thank you, is that we can actually say impersistence means you're stepping into it. If you reframe it, it's a choice. There you go, right there. So the thing is for me, whether it is doing something or whether it is pushing through regardless, it's going to be critical, isn't it? At the turn of this year, at the turn of 2020 into 2021. Um, you know, we, we, we can all be guilty of feeling fatigued, jaded, tired, stressed, anxious, worried, you know, driven, insane, you know, whatever it is, ending this year and going into the new one. But I think I, I, I'd like to consider the amount of times we've had time to think as the year becomes normal, it's time to act. Isn't it for business owners? It's time to do. Yeah. And, and if, if we're right to believe that there's vaccinations coming in the first quarter of the year, which means at some point there'll be a levels of normality, won't there? Even with the risks still being around, it'll, be, it'll become part of how we live. <laughs> then it's time to do, it's time to push on. Um, but I also think it links back to belief systems. 
And persistency is easier when you're obsessed about what you're doing. Isn't that true? Sure. So let, I, I want to ask you both really in your vast experiences as wise men, right? As, um, and, to, and today, as we enter December, we can be the pretend three wise men together, right? <laughs> as, um, although I, I have to tell you, I've got the frankincense, I've claimed it, it's mine, right? Now, the thing about this is, what's your best version of where you've had to be persistent, uh, Eric or Doug? Um, and while you're weighing up your answer, I'm trying to think about what mine was. I think it was moving up here. Uh, you know, getting this farmhouse to come off this year and against all the odds in a pandemic, I think we had to have mental persistence. We also had to have physical persistence. Uh, and at times, if you ask the realtor guy, I was probably a nuisance, <laughs> you know. So there's that level of this, you know, the winning post, if you're winning a cycling race, Doug, as, as an Eric, as you know, we all ride or, or have ridden. And, you know, that winning margin usually is nothing. Right. You know, so it'll come down to how far are you prepared to go, isn't it, at that moment in time? What's your personal best examples of persistence? Hmm. I, I guess what I would say that I'm persistent about is something that I do every December, and that is sit down and set goals for the next year. And it's both business and personal. I don't just focus on business. I, I do it both on personal too. Whether I attain them or not, that's not what's important. Important is I'm persistent on making sure I take the time to sit down and think through that. It's funny that you mentioned cycling because that's when I do a lot of my thinking. I tend to ride by myself most times. I don't ride with other people because I use that time to think about these types of things. And then when I get home, I document them. It's a good idea. And I, I think as long as you're doing it carefully, I, I like to combine the same task with learning. So listen to a book, uh, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, whether, and I recommend those, if you're on the road, you can get these new headphones that go around your skull, the yeah. same music via the bones in your head, some magical way, and you can still hear traffic. So that, those are the safest. But combining the two things together to do one with multiple benefits is a great idea, a good, good suggestion, learning and then reflecting and then when you're back, applying it. What about you, Doug, sir? Well, I mean, we set, uh, my wife and I, she is both my business partner and of course my personal partner. Uh, we set specific business and personal goals for 2020 and through persistence, we will have achieved our goals in both by the end of this year. Um, and there was a period of time during the year, especially with the business goal, I did not think that was going to hap happen with all the uh, year that was 2020 or is still remaining 2020. But we were persistent about pursuing it. Um, so our personal goal was to read the Bible through together to sit down and read it together out loud. And we have persisted through, and there were plenty of times we didn't feel like it, or uh, we were tired, or you know, whatever your excuse is for the day or the week or whatever. And we just sat down and the other one held the other person accountable and made it happen. Our business goals uh, are within reach this month. 
like I said, during March and April, I didn't, I was, we had our goal. We were still trying to push through to get there, but I was, I had some serious doubts about being able to make it. But, uh, um, because we consistently kept an eye on that goal and pursued it each month as we wrapped up our month and started the next month, uh, it's, a, a, it's still obtainable and, and doable to, to make it by the end of this month. So I, I feel real good about that persistence and, and it's just something that by having that goal set in front of us, as you discussed earlier, Dave, we knew what we had to do and knew how far we were and what needed to be caught back up and things of that nature we've been able to push through and get there. It's a, it's a great example and I hope you don't mind President Cynthia because we know how much she hates that. Yes, the president. And both relationships. Absolutely, correct. We're, talk, we're talking about consistency and we're talking about persistence today. And you're absolutely right, Doug and Eric, in what you said, both examples, where it's super important to have that opportunity, to have that other person, to have people around you who are involved in the process to hold you accountable or to remind you to do things. I think about the two things that, you know, Debbie and your Diana did this year about walking across New York State with that virtual app program. And Debbie, for some reason, decided to walk a thousand, whatever it was, miles of the same equivalent. And I'm going, that's insane. But let's pause for a moment and think, I think back to the impact that then had on her, on me, on others who then got up and did stuff. Yeah. Because somebody else has cast a shadow, we've tagged along or got engaged or got involved. You know, that same reflection for me is, um, you know, believing next year is going to be better than this year in terms of normal things that go on in the world, traveling and things. I've entered a big road race next August that's mm -hmm. going to demand consistency. It's going to demand persistence. Otherwise, candidly, chaps, I shouldn't go. Yeah. Right? So if I don't do some of the shape-shifting, weight reduction, right hours of training, dedication and preparation, you know, you'd be better off going on holiday because you're just going to turn up and it's not going to happen. It might still not happen, even with all of those things. But to give yourself the absolute best version chance is to do the best version preparation in the process with consistency and persistence. So. I think as we as we come towards the latter part of today, I want us to be really clear about this, that persistence is pushing through regardless of obstacles. Yep. And consistency is doing things repeatedly that we know work or add up as an incremental over time, right? So the door doesn't swing open now, but we know in the future it is going to because it's the right action in the process. So. How do you stop yourselves being distracted? I have a single tip for this, but how do you stop yourselves from being distracted, Eric and Doug? I will admit that that is probably my most difficult struggle. Um, in my office, it is very easy to be distracted. Uh, there's so many clients that call, drop in, things of that nature. But what I try to do, um, and occasionally fail but what I try to do is schedule times that I cannot be distracted have specific blocks that I must be left alone and that helps me um, 
push through when things aren't going the way I want it to go because hey from two to four o'clock I cannot be interrupted this is work time this is you know no phone calls blah 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 so that's probably my most successful method of not being distracted right now yeah I do the same thing I mean it's dedicating that time like I usually do that on a daily basis I start my day off with planning out my day and what I'm gonna do and so as an example yesterday I had a couple of calls in the morning but I had wanting to get my books up to date I think I was through June and I just said that's what I'm gonna spend the afternoon on and sure that's what I did I didn't let anything else get in the way because I had a goal once again setting a goal not letting anything distract me from that goal and I got it done do you know that's that's really good execution though and it matches with something that Hayden Bratt has said uh, you'll see him on the screen here staying committed to a course of action even when other things draw your focus is super important it takes discipline and you and you're right in your example Eric aren't you around you just you've set the time aside you're gonna do it and you're gonna absolutely go after it uh, it's a great example. Isn't it really cool that Hayden can comment and we can flash up his LinkedIn profile right there and then. So coming coming back to your point though, Eric, has there ever been a time where you weren't as good at what you were talking about? Oh, there's always those times. There's always those things that are distractions. A lot of times it's personal distractions, things going on in your life that get in the way. Um, I had some medical things this year. I didn't plan on those. Those weren't part of my goals and <laughs> in my plan, but you have to adjust. But I don't let that get to be a distraction that defeats me and keeps me from moving forward once I deal with that particular situation. I, I think uh, I'm just capturing something you yeah. said a moment ago before Hayden joined us there briefly. Uh, about this this importance of setting the target, the time, being focused and making sure it is executed. So apologies, Eric, I've paraphrased you slightly there in the yeah. interruption of seeing Hayden join us briefly. But I, I love the fact that you were single-minded about this. Now, I want to share with you a secret tip that Doug has revealed, you have revealed, Eric, that most people, whenever I say to them, they think I'm bonkers. Now, I know I can tell by your face, most people know, we know, people often think that anyway. But the bonkers tip is this. If you know you like to be distracted, diarize distraction time. When it doesn't matter what you do, what yeah. you look at, no one is going, what are you doing, right? Watch a video on YouTube, you know, read the weather reports, you know, shop for anything online, whatever it is. Do it on purpose, but just like when you say to somebody, right? Yeah. To become more focused, you need to apply your focus, like you were saying a second ago, to become more focused, apply your focus. And we often talk about RLC, Parkinson's time law. It expands to fill the time you give it. Time does, right? So yeah. give yourself less time, be more focused, and things don't expand. Do the same. I gotta tell you, this year, I actually believe that's been easier because working from home so much, there are no, not as many distractions. When you're in an office of 20 some people and everyone wants to stop in and have a conversation or whatever, I, I feel those are the distractions that are hard to, to manage. Whereas when you're at home, to your point, it's like I've got planned today, 
at noon, I'm going out and I'm buying lights for our Christmas tree that we're going to cut down next week. Um, you know, I, I've already got that on my schedule for today in plan. And there's nothing that's going to distract me from doing that. It's, 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 it, and it's not as bad as it sounds. I remember uh, when Bethany was at university prepping for her exams, right? And she, she, she would get to cramming, Doug, right? And she'd be telling us about how terrible cramming was and how awful it was and getting her, and you could see her anxiety building. And one day I just said to her, you do know this is the second or third time you've done this. <laughs> and it's easy to see when it's not you sat in the chair, right? And I went, why not for your next big assignment? Why not just schedule just to do this? And this becomes your recipe that you're gonna go nothing, nothing, little bit, little bit, panic, execute, done. Because what she did do, she got them in on time. She passed. Yeah. So you're you're doing it okay. Maybe just do it intentionally. Rather than believe you're doing it wrong. Well, also, like, I schedule um, the first thing in the morning, we come to the office, we make the coffee, you know. I sit at our table in our break room. That's how I start every single business day. And whoever happens to be in the office, or if we're look, slacking each other, that's an internal communication app that we use. That's when I communicate with every team member. How are you doing? What do you intend to do today? Blah, blah, blah. And then I can tell them from two o'clock to four o'clock is my blocked out time or from 10 to two, whatever the situation is. And then they help me achieve not you know, having those distractions. But it's because I intentionally have this disrupted time and everybody knows we're gonna start the day that way. So it helps. I think everybody gets a chance to tell everybody else what their plan is, what their schedule is, and that keeps us from being as distracted through out the day. And I, I'm I'm lucky enough to have been to Oklahoma, shared some experiences with you, and more importantly, Eric, seen you doing that, Doug, and watched you in action, and seen how your team appreciates the fact that you are also being consistent with setting the scene you know, setting the mood, setting the energy, determining how the day kicks off in whatever shape or form, and being able to spot those that might need a lift or an assistance or a quick redirect through just that personal impact and that personal touch. So um, I'm gonna ask you both one last question, and that is what is your single best advice for starting a year, right? Uh, and why do you think about your answer? For those watching, we are absolutely talking about starting 2021 with consistency and persistence. We're also asking people to apply something I mentioned yesterday about doing the James Clear Atomic Habits thing of two minutes a day working on the new habit you want is all it takes to get started. So in December rather than January the 1st, why not start the change you want to make next year today, December the 1st? and give yourself 30 days practice. So when January turns in, you're already out the blocks. So let's come to Doug or Eric, I don't mind which one. What's your best advice to starting a year, right? And anything to mind? You just summed up my best advice, and that is spend time now doing all the planning. As Eric is discussed, we do the same thing. 
we plan our year now so that come January 1st, we're executing our year instead of waiting till January gets here and reacting to it and trying to figure it out then. We're planning now so that we're ready to go. We have the tools we need. We've ordered the supplies we need. If we need another team member, we've hired that person. We've already started training them in December so that we can move forward January 1st doing what we need to get done. And uh, I think that is the most critical step for a successful year is to not wait till the year gets here to start. Start now. Be ready now. It's a great shake. Any, th any thoughts, Eric, my friend? Yeah, I agree with everything that Doug said, and that's what we've been talking about is kind of planning. The other thing that I would say, though, is do not let COVID be a distraction. Don't get distracted by what's going on out there. Stay focused and you know, maybe it's putting blinders on and so that you could stay focused on what your goals are and what your your tasks are that you want to do in the coming year. Don't let these other things keep you from it. You know, I, I think he's right. And I have to do a company call out here because um, I've, I've had to ring a couple of utility suppliers this week for different reasons. And you know what I've noticed? This late into 2020, the amount of companies who have changed their systems to reach out to them because of COVID. And now it's really difficult to have human contact with institutions, right? That shouldn't have had that issue. And now you just can't get a hold of them. And you're like, hold on a second, we've taken this too far. Yeah. So let's not be like that. Let's be business people that yeah. take those lessons, do better and start the year right. So last thing for me is, uh, when, we, when I used to lead large teams, there was something that used to happen in January that as a leader, I was hot on. And, and it was starting the year at the cadence expected. And I, the only example I can give you, have you ever seen a sports person join in a team-based sport, join a big match, and they come off the substitutes bench, doesn't matter what sport it is, and they, hit, they take the field, and you can clearly tell they're off the pace. And everybody else in the team is going, they're not on the pace, right? And it's, it's and what does, what does that mean in business? You know, that's, that's for example, first day back after Christmas, you're checking your emails. First day back after your holidays, your vacation, you spend a whole day checking emails. And you have got to ask yourself, that's not being in, in, the, in the pace of the game. Right, so it's it's making sure you start 2021 at the cadence that your life is demanding from you, or at the cadence that your future that you want is demanding from you. You know, yeah, like that. Who knows? Go on, Eric. Yeah, it's interesting you say that because there was an analogy with what's going on in our political system here with the handoff of administrations to new one. Yes. And they use a track relationship. And I used to run track in high school. And when you have a, a relay team, you know, you don't stand there and wait for the guy to hand you the baton. You start running before he ever gets there. And so think of that as your two years, right? If you're going to, this is a relay, just keep going. Don't slow down. Don't wait for something to catch up to you. You start off and he has to catch you to hand you that baton. And that's how I see transitioning from year to year. Perfect analogy. So I want to thank you both. Doug, thank you for your time, sir. My pleasure. Yeah, good seeing you, Doug.
Same to you, Eric. And in this episode of Consultivations, every success with using your December to set the tone for the rest of 2021, right now today, December 1. Thank you for listening to Consultivations, brought to you by RLC Global, helping you become a best version business. If you want any help from the conversations in the show today, please reach out to info at rlc-global.com and one of our team would be delighted to talk with you. Go to rlcglobal.group for more information and free content designed to help you.